This is a special feature from Overdrive. And now, here's our broadcast. Hi, I'm Todd Dills. It's uh, been a while since we checked in with Florida-based Rob Mariani, the former host of the American Trucker series on Speed Channel. Uh, been out of uh, off the air for a while, still in syndication, though, and he's... Uh, he gives us a bit of an update on the video work he's been doing recently in the following podcast, where, more importantly, he uh, gives us the uh, you know, sort of beginning of the end of the story, I guess you could say, on the Evil Knievel Mac haul rig that I reported on uh, back in 2012 when uh, the rig had begun uh, sort of work uh, or restoration at the uh, small fleet shop of Brad Wyke in Lincolnton, North Carolina. Uh, you know that was a quite a, quite a quite an event, and uh, we opened the safe that uh, was found in the rig and uh, see if there was anything in there. Uh, there was a lot of lore surrounding that. Rob wanted to see the answer to, but uh, in any case, uh, check back to at OverdriveOnline.com for some of that past coverage. But uh, for now, let's uh, let's go ahead and hear what's happening uh, to the rig uh, with Rob. Uh, he and uh, uh, the current owner of it, Lathan McKay. Uh, fairly well known uh, from his uh, tour, tour on the X Games. He's also an actor. He does some other things. A well-known collector of Evil Knievel memorabilia uh, is is uh, finishing up the restoration and the, the rig is set to make its debut at the Evil Knievel Days Festival out in Butte, Montana. So uh, anyway, stay tuned guys and uh, take a listen here to the conversation with Rob. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's, Rob, it's been, uh, been a long time since, uh, since we really talked on the phone and uh, and I think the last time we were down there in the truck was from Big Pride and Pod about a year ago when uh, you brought the, uh, the load patrol cab over hot rods that you'd uh, put together. Uh, and uh, and I, I just I wanted to ask you know, what, what, uh, what, what you've been working on since then. Um, I understand you are out in, uh, in Kansas uh, right now, and there's a little news to share on the Evil Knievel haul rig. Um, but yeah, yeah, what's been going on last year? The Low Patrol definitely was making uh, making its rounds. Uh, we're we're really proud of uh, Low Patrol. That that the truck is clearly, like you said, it's it's a hot rod. Um, in addition to that, I've been working with um, several people uh, in the creative side and agents about trying to get a truck series um, in the works here off the ground. We have a lot of footage of things that we've already shot and we're assembling, and and that is um, sort of a fickle animal just simply because TV is changing so much with the whole streaming content and networks are a little, they're a little off kilter trying to catch up. So there's, there's, it changes the format of TV and, and we're sort of in that mix. So in, in, in addition to working on the new series, I've been working with my good friend Lathan McKay who now owns, you know, Evil Knievel's Mac and we've been working on getting it restored and another uh, TV series involving the Knievels and, and the whole project of what um, Lathan's been putting together. And, and so that really is something for me that I'm passionate about, especially since we did the episode on American Trucker of Finding Evil and finding that truck when it was you know, in this dilapidated state and to where it is now and what we've been able to do with this incredible network of people is just mind-blowing awesome. We're, we're literally, Todd, we're talking about perhaps the most iconic pop culture big rig ever. Not a Hollywood rig that was on a movie, but we're talking about Evil Knievel's actual rig that made his shows happen. When he was on ABC's Wide World of Sports when I was a kid, 
it was the Mac that pulled the thing in, that pulled the bikes in there with the ramps and everything that evil was was predicated on this Mac. So to have this thing put back together where it is is just epic. It's epic. Now, I know I've heard a little bit of this story. I followed it back uh, back when uh, you first found the found the rig. Uh, I believe it was down in Florida. Tell, tell, tell us, uh, for our listeners, go over, uh, you know, go back there to that to time and, and get some basis of where it's uh, gone over the years. Uh, we started down in Florida, went when I was up in New Jersey for a while, and then what happened to it? <laughs> well, originally, um, the, when we did the episode on Finding Evil and, and got to the truck, um, another guy had owned it, Jeff, and he was Robbie Knievel's manager for a number of years. And so I got to him through um, what was also, it was also on the episode, Bubba Blackwell, the stunt guy, um, rides motorcycles, he and I were friends since about 2000, somewhere in there, and, and he gave me the tip to where the truck was, leading me to Jeff, and it being in Clearwater, where, where Evil, you know, last, you know, lived out his last days, he lived in Clearwater. So from there, finding it and dragging it uh, across, you know, Florida and Georgia and South Carolina, going to Brad's truck show, after the show ended, the, the truck never did, and Brad started working on it, Brad White, and they were doing a resto on it, and the owner at the time said that um, you know, he didn't know how far he was going to go, and at one point in time, he was all in, and then a little bit of time goes by, and he was getting to be a little bit too big of a project for what we were doing at Brad's, and uh, we moved it. I called the Shipping Wars producers and told them, hey, maybe it's a good truck for Mark Springer to move, and then we did that episode, and we dragged it up to... Uh, New Jersey to the ETC camp, and unfortunately, the ETC guys sort of overpromised and underdelivered. And then at that stage, Latham McKay was able to um, get the truck and and buy it legally from Jeff, and that took a lot of wrangling. I'll spare you all the drama. Yeah. But there was some drama, and um, from there, it went to it went on another ride to Kansas to historic Harley Davidson to um, begin the process of really getting it restored. And Mike uh, Patterson, who's a third-generation owner of Historic Harley-Davidson, just decided to go all in, never restoring a big rig, but they do motorcycle restorations. And I swear to God, I said to him, when I, every time I've come here to see it, I'm absolutely blown away with the level of restoration that the truck actually has gone under. It is I'm telling you, this thing is a museum piece. You <laughs> Listen, all I can tell you is there's been so much love and care and metal and everything else that's been put into this truck. I got my good friend, Tex McDormand, who painted Low Patrol and got me a House of Color uh, paint sponsor involved. He, I made a call to him when Lathan was, you know, they were still in, in the works of where and what to do with the truck and, and how it was going to go and eventually it's going to need paint and, and it's going to need a whole lot of paint because if you recall and I remember specifically when you came to Brad's and we did a little piece for overdrive about opening up the safe that was in it the people you know the the coverage that you guys gave it and the same with the TV show it was blue and white so everybody that saw it that didn't remember it from the 70s thought it was blue and white but it really never was it was always red 
but Evil decided when he retired to repaint it blue and white and let Robbie use it. Robbie can able to get his career off the ground mm -hmm. in like okay. 77 until like 81. And then from 81, it sat in clear, it was in Arizona and then in Clearwater. So it literally was rotting away for 20 some years. So by the time these guys over here um, were needing paint and, and, and getting it you know, shaped back up, I called Tex because these evil's truck was always hand lettered and hand painted. And it just so happened that Lathan um, is a friend of George Sedlak. And George Sedlak um, was one of evil's original painters. He painted his motorcycle helmets. You know, he painted his tanks and his, he painted all kinds of things for evil. And so with the advent of House of Color and Tex coming aboard, they said they wanted to, to put the paint on it. And there's like, oh my god, $80,000 worth of paint on this truck. These two guys are double teaming, um, painting the truck back to what it was. And it's actually happening right now as we speak. And I'm in uh, only a room away from where they're working on it. And um, another local guy here in Kansas is a, a phenomenal artist named Travis. He's, he's, he's also here painting. And they're going to town. And the damn thing is going to be done very soon. To go along on you here, it's going to make its debut at Evil Knievel Days at the end of July, which is um, at evilknieveldays.org. And uh, if you want to, anybody wants to follow it, you can go to Evil Knievel uh, Days official at Facebook. So you'll be able to you know, track it, or if you want to go there and see it, it's, it's going to it's going to make its debut in a, in a few short weeks. That's in View, Montana, like uh, at the end of July here, right? Yeah, end, end of, end of uh, July in View, Montana, Evil's hometown. The truck, we, we had all kinds of places that we were putting on the calendar of where to bring the truck or where could, what would be a good debut for it. We plan on making a couple of different debuts. The industry debut we're still working on, obviously. Um, but the, to the, I guess the event, the special event is Evil Knievel Days because the truck hasn't been seen in Butte in over 40 years. Right. So they are, the Knievel family is going crazy. They're, they're, they are so excited. Um, so it's going to be the headliner this year. I think it's the 15th annual Evil Knievel Days, and, and that's um, those people who have never attended. Go to the website, check it out, because it, it's incredible. That that show, they they have everything from bands and daredevils that do every kind of stuff you can imagine. It's a it's a big you know celebration, a uh, lot of fun, and then we're going to be there with that. And, and um, there's whew, there's a Being Evil movie that's coming out with Johnny Knoxville in August. We're going to take the truck to Los Angeles for the uh, LA premiere. There's a there's going to be a whole lot more evil, and I'm going along for the ride, my brother. Now, is Sturgis on the counter, the motorcycle, really? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's so much going on. Sturgis is um, first week in August, and I'm wish me luck. I'm going to the Sturgis 75th anniversary with uh, Layton and um, all of his guys that have been working on this thing. We're going to take it to um, the, the Buffalo Chip which uh, is owned by um, Rod Woodruff, a.k.a. Woody. And he is, um, I guess his facility is so big with the campground and all the crazy stuff that he does that he's got his own zip code. That's how big his facility is. So we're going to take it there. And um, Lathan is also friends with another guy. Uh, he's uh, been around for a while. He's a motorcycle daredevil. His name is Doug Danger. And Doug is, has jumped one of Evil's Harleys 
that Lathan loaned him last year in Dal around Dallas. It's called the Rot Rally um, in Texas, and so he that's sort of the prelude jump. So they have a huge jump planned at Buff at uh, at the Buffalo Chip in Sturgis, coming up a year in a, you know, again less than a month, right in there, and he's going to attempt um, to. Um, accomplished the 22 car jump that Eagle failed at. Eagle only got 21 of them, and so Doug is going to attempt a 22 car world record jump, sort of in the spirit of Evil, on Evil's bike um, at Sturgis. So it's it's we're it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to be out of control. We're, we're actually close to trying to get a pay per view deal with it. I don't know exactly who's working on that, but I've been told it's close. Yeah, tell us about. That's about uh, about it, and uh, I know he's a he's been a sort of a collector of uh, evil evil memorabilia. Is that right? Yeah, Lathan. Uh, Lathan McKay is um, he's he's a quite quite the character. He's uh, an actor. He's been um, he's a professional was a professional skateboarder for the you know he's on the X Games tour for ten years, um, and he sort of has evil Knievel's, um he, he he's rubbed off on him since he was a kid, and, and he has a lot of fearless. Uh, you know, attributes similar to evil and what he's done. And what I mean is, he's almost out of his mind because he has spent about a million dollars of his own money going around and taking and trying to find pieces of Evil Knievel's collection that were scattered all over the world. He either sold them or they were stolen or he gave his stuff away. So all of the Things that Evil had done, all the famous jumps, the set of leathers that he wore for the Wembley jump, or the helmet for that matter, they were everywhere. Like right. Evil gave the helmet when he crashed in Wembley, jumping 13 buses, he gave the helmet to Frank Gifford, because Frank Gifford was the ABC color man and he was friends with Evil, and, and so that helmet disappeared, and it, it went to his son, and then eventually it was on some celebrity auction, and so Lathan got it. And then every piece that he has, he has painstakingly brought back together, if you will, into one collection. So they're going to make, they're going to break ground in Kansas. The governor's involved, the whole state is, to make an international Evil Knievel museum. And they're going to have a press release about that. I think it's, I think it's coming up, a press conference, somewhere around July 20th, before they go to Evil Knievel days. So what... Lathan has done is there's no words to really even there's just so much that he's actually done for Evil Knievel and the family of, of bringing the collection together and the truck obviously was the biggest piece and it's probably the most important because like I said earlier it's the it's the vehicle that he used to bring his show on the road yeah. and um, and the guys that he's partnered here with you know Mike Patterson uh, Topeka uh, classic or uh, historic Harley Davidson is they're, they deserve accolades, and they're gonna, they've done a service for future generations when this thing is done. I mean, people will not even believe what it looks like. Better than it so, ever looked. Finally, I know you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the video voice you've been doing. Um, is this uh, uh, with a mind to sort of continue the American Trucker show? Well, um, I think that of the, I'm very proud of the work I did on American Trucker, and it, it's still resonating. It's still in syndication all across the globe. I get Facebook messages from drivers that are in South Africa to Scotland, Australia, South America, even the United Arab Emirates 
they have truck drivers over there too, and they're crazy for American big rigs. So everything we did with American Trucker, 26 episodes from every heavy haul to evil, I mean, you name it. I think I, you, you really couldn't do too much more with that series. So my next series is, I call it uh, almost like a, an esoteric exit off of the regular highway, but it's absolutely 100% centered on big rigs and all the cool that big rigs have, and they are, it's, that's really what the series is. And it's um, a little bit off the beaten path, but it's definitely, in my opinion, I'm going to make it sort of like American truckers shot up with steroids, and that might scare some people. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit high energy.